2 and 10 with Tom. Positivity is Infectious, the podcast with Tom Fazio. To dream the impossible dream. But is a dream impossible or do we make it impossible? So how do dreams become impossible? According to Christian televangelist, pastor, motivational speaker, and author, Dr. Robert H. Schuler, the only place where your dreams become impossible is in your own thinking. And that's very true. Overthinking, overanalysis, excuses, procrastination, blaming, these are just some of the ways in which we kill our own dreams. But why would we kill something that we want? Well, one reason could be that pursuing a dream often involves work, patience, sacrifice, risk, commitment, putting yourself out there, or any combination of some or all of these things. In other words, some form of pain. And it's a fact that people will do more to avoid pain than they will to gain pleasure. Think about it. Which would you work harder at? Keeping the money you have or the possibility of making more? It's all about feelings. We often make decisions based on emotion rather than logic. We'd rather avoid feeling bad, the loss of money, than to try to feel good, the possibility of making more. Does that make sense to you at all? Why not feel good? Avoiding feeling bad is one thing, but should it really trump feeling good? My current pain-pleasure struggle is my nutrition. My wife and I recently started a nutrition plan in conjunction with our workouts. The biggest thing the plan involves is measuring out proteins, carbohydrates, vegetables, and fats at every single meal. Now, my thought process has always been that math and mealtime do not mix, especially when I'm hungry or hangry. Get the measuring cups away from me and give me food. In other words, pain. But then I do it. My workouts are better. The pounds start coming off. Clothes are fitting better. I'm just overall feeling better. Pleasure. Was the pain really that bad? Of course not. I was just making excuses not to do it. I know that. So I'm learning to do it better. Preparing in advance. And remembering the pleasure so the pain doesn't stop me. Think about an unfulfilled dream of yours. What's stopping you from pursuing it? Is the pain you're trying to avoid really that bad? Or are you just making excuses not to do it? Really sit down and think about it. Write it down if you have to. Find an accountability partner to help you. I'm a big fan of these. My wife and I keep each other in check with our nutrition plan because we both have times when we want to just go off and eat like crap because of a stressful day or... Well, any day, really. (laughs) Look, there's a big difference between being unable to pursue your dream and just being unwilling to pursue your dream. Sometimes you can't. I get that. But sometimes you just don't want to. But if you want it, you have to do it. Don't fall victim to analysis paralysis. It's okay to think. Just don't think so hard that you think yourself out of your dream. I'm Tom Fazio, and positivity is infectious. Sometimes what we think is a failure may actually be a success disguised as failure. A great example of this is post-it notes. Winston Churchill once said, Success consists of going from failure to failure without loss of enthusiasm. That is very true. So how does this apply to post-it notes, you might ask? Or you might not ask. I'm going to tell you anyway. 
When you think of the post-it note, do you think success or failure? Dr. Spencer Silver, an engineer at 3M, first thought of them as failure. You see, he was trying to invent a super strong adhesive. What he got instead was what is known as a low-tack, I love that description, reusable, pressure-sensitive adhesive. The exact opposite of what he was trying for. What would you have done if that was you? Would you have thrown the adhesive away or invented the post-it note? I think you know what Dr. Silver did. He didn't lose his enthusiasm, and neither should you. I'm sure you've heard countless stories of inventors, athletes, business people, famous people of all kinds that have gone through failure and succeeded anyway. But that doesn't have to just apply to them. It can apply to anyone. Yes, even you. Think about any success you've ever had. Did you get it right the first time? Did you fail the first time? Maybe even the second or third time? Obviously, the fact that you eventually succeeded means you didn't give up. You didn't lose your enthusiasm. Listen, almost nothing comes easy at first. The times when something does are rare. And getting it right will not only require enthusiasm, but a good amount of patience and hard work. In the end, though, it's totally worth it. Do you know how satisfying it is to succeed at something and say to yourself or aloud, Yeah, I did that! Of course you do. One example for me is omelets. I love eating them. Didn't love making them so much, though. Now I do. Making what I now call a tomlet was hard at first. I'd overfill it or it would break apart, and I'd end up with a scrambled mess of stuff. It was a good, delicious scrambled mess of stuff, but not at all what I was looking for. I once flipped it clean out of the frying pan. That was fun to clean up. But I kept at it. Kept trying new methods, different frying pans, spatulas, and even slowed down while making it. I cannot cook fast. I also learned that trying to get it right while I was starving, (laughs) not a good idea at all. Before too long, though, I got what I was after. A perfectly shaped half-moon omelet. Hungry yet? My point is this. Failure along the way does not mean you will never succeed. Don't be afraid of failure. We learn more from failure than we do from success. Above all, though, never lose your enthusiasm. I'm Tom Fazio, and positivity is infectious. Infectious.